It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Season 2, Episode 3, right here at 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H, Providence. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. Dean the Dream, how's the week going, buddy? Not bad. Yourself? It's going. I, I One thing I'm proud of, that I did not attend the feast this year. I respect that, and I don't blame you. And like I told you a week ago, I'm going to be very happy once that week is behind us and in the rearview mirror because it was a week early this year. So at least I can say it's over now. Even though I have a long week coming up at work doing some fill-in stuff, at least the feast is is no longer. And it's it's they did a nice job with it all. It was, you know, minimal trouble, you know, out there. I heard there was a couple of little incidents a couple of nights ago, but all in all, a good week and it's, uh, it's finally over. We've got a great show coming up. Little... MLB talk, socks are in the toilet, all-star game, home run derby. Uh, we got some PGA talk. Solid. Yeah, it was a great tournament over the Solid. weekend. Yeah. A little bit of NBA talk. Uh, yep. Of course, we got chump of the week, this day in sports history, local flavor, and some, some banter. I like the banter. It's pivotal. Very pivotal. All right. We're going to kick it off with... Number threes in sports history. Would you like me to go first? As always. Okay. I'm going to probably throw you off a little bit, but we're going to go. I have a lot of them. And then I'll mention them. And if you like to say, yeah, you know, your little comment, your little little thing. Okay. Um, Obviously, uh, the most historic number three in all sports is the babe. Babe Ruth. George Herman Ruth. Yep. The best. Mm, 714 home runs. Is nobody like him. All right. I got Dale Murphy. Nice. Dale Murphy. That, there's a guy, there's a guy, Niels, that I... Underrated. That, yes. And I think that there's a guy that probably, if you go look at his numbers, was he the best player of his era? No. But was he one, Was he good Clutch. for a good 10-year span? Clutch. Don't forget, he came up with a, as a catcher with the Braves, moved to right field, finished his career with the Phillies near, near the tail end. But I think Dale Murphy is a fringe Hall of Famer, and I think he's a guy that probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Chauncey Billups? Nice. Okay. A-Rod. Yeah, you, you, you sent a few over to me the other day. A-Rod is, is a very uh, polarizing figure. Okay? The answer, AI, Allen Iverson. Okay, Allen Iverson, yep. Griffey Jr. 
Okay, now you know how I always give. I don't correct you, but I always let yeah, you know Cincinnati. that. So yeah, so that was a Cincinnati thing, that, which which obviously was the second portion of his career. But we all know that his great years were when he was healthy and he was in Seattle and yes. he was wearing number twenty four. But he did wear three with Cincy. D Wade. Ooh, Dwayne Wade, nice job. Couple Ru- of couple of rings there. Three. Well, he won three rings. It's a great career. It's a Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, nice job. Yeah. Chris Paul. CP3, still going strong. Well, I don't know if he's going strong at 38, but he's still doing it. A little curveball for you. Go ahead. Harmon Killebrew. That's nice. You know, baseball, you're always going to find the way to the dream on baseball. Yeah, Harmon Killebrew at Minnesota Twins. Stevie Franchise. Yeah, you're always big on franchise with the crossover. All right, end it with him now. He, went to, he got drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies and wouldn't sign. Ended up with Houston, Knicks, all over the dial. Go ahead. Big Ben Wallace. Oh, you got some good ones in there. Yep, Ben Wallace, one of the undersized centers back in the day, won a ring with Detroit. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Oh, that's an aggressive take right there. Formerly known back in college as Chris, Chris Jackson. Jackson. Let me tell you something, Nails. If you remember him, when he was running the point and Shaq was down on the box, you, it's amazing how that, that LSU team didn't win a national title. And, of course, I thought he was going to have a sensational NBA career. He was not a great pro. Good pro. My sleeper. Okay. Number three for Dean the Dream. Go ahead. Is Dana Barrows. All right. Nails throwing Barrows out of Boston College. He had that 50-point game with the 76s, and he parlayed into a $20 million contract with the Celtics. He was like minus swill with the Cs, but okay, Dana Barrows, I like that one. I'm going to tell you something. Before you sign off and kick it over to me, I'm going to throw a three at you that I'm shocked that you didn't get because it's right in your it's right in your wheelhouse. You can feel it. You can resonate with it. But you're going to be you're going to say ah oh, because I know you love I know I know you love this guy. So I'm just surprised you don't have him. Dennis Johnson. Oh, I forgot all about him. DJ. It came to me yesterday. DJ yeah. was most underrated po- point yeah, guard of listen, all time. I, I know you're big on on DJ. DJ. So of course, I, I only have a handful. So it's DJ, and of course, um, Bradley Beal, who I know you're not big on with, the, with the Washington Wizards. He wears number three, yeah. and then of course, Babe Ruth was my number my number three. That's that's it's Babe Ruth. It's all day, and don't forget. When he played with the Red Sox, they didn't have jersey numbers yet, so there was no jersey numbers. But when he went to the Yankees, and they were the first team to, to institute the jersey numbers, he's, he won number three, and he's the legend of all legends. I got two for you back to go uh, to go a little retro with college, okay? So I'm going to go with Chris Dunn, the former PC point guard, okay? He had a decent career okay. in the NBA, not great. And, of course, this guy's a legend, the legendary Joe Montana, who everyone says, wait a minute, he was 16 in, in the pros. Yeah, with San Francisco uh, 49ers. Not in college. He won number three at Notre Dame. So okay. Joe Montana, Chris Dunn, Bradley Beal, and DJ, Dennis Johnson. Right. Solid, course, solid. Babe Ruth trumps them solid. all. I just don't really think that anybody really cares about Chris Dunn. I'm just I'm going to throw it. All right, Nails is sunny portion of the week from the Bronx, so nobody cares. No. And I would have to probably agree with that one. That on Chris Dunn, I was reaching. Joe yeah. Montana, solid, though? Yeah, that's uh, All right. Yeah. Dunn's, Dunn's, Dunn's. Dunn's done. Yeah, Dunn's toast. I think he was in the. I think he was playing in the summer league. It's like his seventh year in the league, and he was summer league. And I don't know, but he was still making like five million as of a year ago. So, good job with the threes. You 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 brought it once again. You were bringing it hardcore. Well, well I mean, you know, the best one I thought of all of them was Dana Barrows. I know he's irrelevant. I get it. I understand. I mean, guy could stick it though. 
No, Barrows could score. Boston College always had those little small guards. Who's the guy? Michael Adams? Yes, yeah. I was just about to say. He's the one who used to kind of shoot it from the... The hip. Yeah, you know, the little, like... Yeah. You know, and so you had Barrows, you had Michael Adams, you had John Bagley, who was maybe six feet, six one, a little chunky. They had, of course, Jamie Benton from Rhode Island. G-B. He was He played at Boston College. They always yep. had those small guards that could score and, uh, yeah, and light a, it up. guy was a brick, you know what. He was... Yep, and then later on in the two, early 2000s, you had the kid Troy Bell. He was on the uh, Boston College. He ran the point. Didn't have much of an NBA career, but he was a, he was a studying yeah. So from Boston College, we were talking about uh, last week, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Flutie Flakes was that? Yeah, well, I put Flutie in the uh, in, in the number in the number twos, and you said nobody cares. Yeah. And I told you when he was at when he was at at Boston College, he wore twenty two, and he threw the yeah. Hail Mary to Gerard Phelan. Mm. In the pros, he wore two for the Patriots in the well, pre-time. What, what is it? The USFL or Canadian Football League? Which one? Both. Was, he, played he played in both. Played he both, was in yeah. the USFL, and then the Canadian Football League. He, I don't know if he was with Edmonton or whoever he was with. He won like six championships. The most irrelevant football league ever. The XFL is more relevant than the Canadian Football League. That's aggressive. Well, let me stop it. USFL. You know what I do enjoy watching is the indoor football. I know it's not really. I enjoy watching it because it's, it's the way they play. Yeah, well, it's like it feels tight when well, they die. Well, it's, 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 it's a lot of action. That's dumb. Not that there's not any action. Yeah, at least dumb. Nobody's sniffing it. Nobody's getting an NFL contract by playing in the arena league. Stop it now. Let's move on. We did the threes. You nailed it with the threes. Nice job. Yeah, you mean mean. Back to that. Okay. All right, Nail's getting sensitive. Early innings, sensitive. Here, early innings here on Season right, 2, Episode 3, Sports Chumps. Still building the brand here. Yep. Big news coming up. Big news. Pay attention. We've got big news coming up. We're not going to mention it today. Possibly the next podcast. We have huge news coming up. And I believe that everybody that follows us is going to love this. And this is going to gain more followers for us. And this is big for us. Very big. I'm proud of us. Big news coming up. We're going to move on. MLB. Uh, We're going to talk a little baseball right now. Red Sox lose 6-7 before the All-Star break. They are actually in the toilet, the circular file. Are they buying? Are they selling? Dream? What are your thoughts? Oh, boy, this was, this was rough, Niels, because, I mean, I, I, as of our last podcast, we had that little momentum where the Sox won those final two games against the Yankees at Fenway last week. We thought they had a little bit of a little hop in their step going into Tropicana Field to face the, the depleted Tampa Bay Rays. And the Sox subsequently lose all four games and get swept. There were brooms coming out. They were playing with a triple-A lineup, Tampa Bay, and the Sox still couldn't bag a W. It was very frustrating. The bullpen gave a couple of games away, and it was just very difficult Sox to Sox could watch. have bagged oranges right now. It, it, was, it was tough. And, of course, going to Yankee Stadium to try to get off the schneid is not easy. And the Sox were just blessed to win on Friday night, a miraculous game in extra innings. But, of course, the next two games they get absolutely pummeled. So they lose six out of seven, as you just said, going into the break. And, you know, at 48 and 45, they had two games behind the, the last wild card spot. And with teams surging like, like Seattle, winners of 14 straight, give them a lot of credit. They've stayed the course under Scott's service. And that team, I told you, asked me last week, when was the last time they were good? They won 90 games last year. And I told you they may not make the playoffs, Nails, but watch out for them going forward. And then right now you're starting to see them reap the benefits. The kid Jesse Winker, they got in the trade. And the kid Iggy Suarez at third base they came over from Cincinnati to go with Robbie Ray their big free agent signing and of course the kid Julio Rodriguez is hitting the cover off the ball he is going to the all-star game I don't know is he in the um he's he going to talk about it later he's a nice player so yeah, obviously obviously right now you asked the you asked the question are they are they buyers or sellers well first of all I told you last week they were going to get some guys back Garrett Whitlock came back to bolster the bullpen that's working out Nathan Avaldi came back. He looked pretty good in his first start. Five innings, three runs, but he looked good. 
Chris Sale, his first start against Tampa Bay, was okay. Five innings, no runs. Comes back to Yankee Stadium on Sunday and gets hit with a line drive, and it's all she wrote for Sale. He's got a broken pinky. He's out for six weeks. Let me just, without sounding unsympathetic, okay? I have compassion for people, okay? But let's face it. You do? Yeah, I do. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Before, when he got hit with that line drive off the bat of Aaron Hicks, the score was already three to nothing in the first inning, and it was already like, let's get the bullpen going. Chris Seal doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it in the arm. He doesn't have it in the finger. He doesn't have it in the rib cage, and he's not vaccinated. How old is he? He's 33, and he's useless at this point. And, I, and listen, that is... Down to the loose socks so he can destroy more TVs? I just think he should just, just you know, I know he's a, he thinks he's a competitor. He was back on the bench yesterday with the finger in the wrap. It's over. It's over for sale. So I, at this point right now, he's not going to give you that shot in the arm, no pun intended, that you thought you were going to get. What's okay? his contract? He's on that five-year, $145 million deal, and I think there's still two years left on it, so you're not, you're not eating that. You're just going to hope that, like, I've told you before, Mike, I would have just put him in the bullpen. I would just at some point just get something out of him because he's not durable enough. And let me tell you, son, he wasn't missing any bats early in this game yesterday. What do you what, what do you think? Is he not focused? Is he well? I got to be honest with you. No, I think he's a competitor. The, I think he wants to be good. This last injury yeah. was, is was fluky. Fluky. But how many times? How many times can it be something else? Now, don't forget that whole rib cage thing, the broken ribs. We still don't know what happened there. They're very vague about that. It happened during, like, before spring training. They were locked. The plays were locked Wasn't out. Wasn't he wrestling with somebody or something? I don't know. I never got the full story. They uh. say there's been conflicting reports. We don't well, get... We cares don't, about that? We don't, well, the bottom line is I do care because, obviously, if the guy can get hurt and would not even be on the field, yeah, but who knows irrelevant. what he was doing. He's back. He's pitching. But now this fluky thing happened. Right, but he missed half the season just because of the ribs. Now yeah. he comes back and he gets hit in the finger. There's always there's always some kind of weird thing going on with the Red Sox. The bottom line is he's, he's on the show again so he brings nothing to the table when you start talking about buying and selling nails you're looking at a team at like I said at 48 and 45 what are they at this point I don't think they should do anything major because unless you know you trade like teams are going to start asking for a Nathan Avaldi. they might ask for JD Martinez Devers. They well they yeah, they could ask well, people are going to ask for Devers. they're looking long term the Sox still that, that would be a blockbuster deal Bogots an expiring contract because he's got the opt out that's a guy that could get moved I don't think they will move Bogots they're going to try to sign Devers and Bogots J.D. Martinez, I reached out to somebody saying he could be on the block. You know what the person said to me back? Well, how many teams are going to be looking for a guy, a, a number three hitter who's got nine home runs, doesn't nah, hit for power? He's old. So I'm just I saying. He said he was. How long ago did I say he was old? And obviously, I didn't mention it because he just got added you during the week. Me. But with some injuries, he did get added to the All Star game, so he's going to be in in but you're LA. Ignoring me. How long ago did I say he was over? Yeah, you said it about a year ago. You said JD was done it, and he was still hitting, but now the power is gone. So now he's he's so, uh, he's in the middle of the lineup hitting singles. Go, go be a first base coach. This team just doesn't have enough. They, their defense has been awful lately. We were just talking to someone a little while ago, you and I, that say that they, they look sloppy in the field. They just don't it's look. It's a lot of fundamentals that they 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 the fundamentals they have fundamentals. Obviously, it's a professional yeah. baseball team, but they're not performing up to. They're not performing. Yeah. They're not there. Their mind's not there. There's a, it's the all-star break. I get it. So they're kind of out of the loop. But that's no excuse to, to play awful. Nails, I've seen the same play twice now. Earlier in the season at uh, against Baltimore at Camden Yards where Saramura, first and second, fields a bunt and throws it to the in on the harbor near the McCormick and Schmitz where they serve the crab. Okay? He airmailed it. Okay, down the left field line. I saw the same play the other night with Tanner Houck fielding the bunt. You're going to get a lobster roll. Yeah, him, <laughs> uh, Houck fields the bunt against the Yankees. And I'm saying to myself, I know this guy's not going to hit Devers in the numbers. He airmailed it down the left field line. They're, like you said, there goes to this focus. Is something missing there yeah. because these guys are not, they don't look prepared to do their job no. right now. And you've got Franchi Cordero. I know that's, that is his name. You're running him out there at first base. He's got his glove on to keep himself warm and right. It's just, it's it's a bad mix of players right now. And it's just, it's not working. Well, 
There needs to be change. Like I said, buy or sell, in your opinion, is they are going to... Well, there's, a, there's three things. You either can buy, you can sell... Yeah. Or you just stand pat and you just let it let it run. Do you know what I'm saying? You do well. You do nothing. You play it out with what you have and you hope you make the playoffs. And you maybe add a little piece to the bullpen. Nothing major, but um, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I would, and I know you say it's it's a Heim Bloom thing, but like Bloom let Schwaber go, who I know couldn't play first base. But if you knew that you were gonna lose even JD Martinez the next year because JD's gonna be off the books, you could have kept Schwaber for a year, even if it's a bridge year. Give him a four-year deal. He's got 29 homers as he's you know participating in the Derby tonight, and, and you could have kept Schwaber because he's good in the locker room. What's but, going on with Trevor Story? Story got hit in the hand in that Tampa series, and he they were hoping to keep him uh, off the IL, but they couldn't. He, I gotta be he, honest, he's, he's another flu. I, I know, but it's, you know that the, the Trevor Story signing was 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 a little bit bigger. Little things going on behind closed doors. That was not for this season. The Trevor Story signing was for this season, but in beyond. They know Bogey's going to walk, so they're going to move Story probably to short next year. He's a six-year deal for one forty, and he still does have fifty-eight RBIs and fifteen home runs. So obviously the injury does not help right now, but I think he'll he'll be okay. And I, I'm I'm a Trevor Story fan. I'm sticking with him. I like him. All right. Well, that's a wrap. With the Sox going into the uh, All-Star break, uh, like I said, they're in the toilet, the circular file. I don't see them coming out anytime soon. No, and of course, you, over the weekend, that Yankee series, Judge hit, I think, two bombs in, on Sunday's yes. game. He's got 33 jacks at the All-Star break. He's the, he's the leading candidate for the MVP right now. He's doing it all for the Yankees, and he's saying to them, pay me what I'm worth. He turned down $200 million. I know it sounds crazy, but he thinks he's worth more. And right now... Well, what's more? $400, 500 I, I know. Where's enough enough? I don't I don't, I don't, know what to tell you on that. You hate baseballs. I know. Stop it. And don't forget, All he's right. a big guy. You're going to give him an eight-year deal? You, those last few years, you're going to be eating some money because I don't yeah. think he'll last that long. No. But he's he's right now at the at the top of his game, and the Yankees are at the top of their game going forward into the second half. All right. The best thing going on tonight is uh, the home run derby. Okay. We got a little bracket. I'm going to name the players. Dream's going to give his take. We're going to start with the one versus the eight. It's Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber versus Albert Pujols. All right. So, obviously, you and I both love Schwarber. I thought he was a great addition to the Red Sox, and he's been a great addition to the Phillies. Doesn't hit for a high average, but gets a lot of walks. And, of course, the 29 home runs, and that's what you want to see him do in this uh, this derby. He's going to go against Pujols, who's on he's on a banana peel right now. This is just a bone that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, said, I'm going to put him in the All-Star game this year, along with Miggy Cabrera, because they deserve it for their service time in, in baseball. That's great. Yeah. But he's got no shot in this this matchup. I'm going, I'm going uh, Schwab's all day. All right, we got four versus five. Juan Soto. Versus Jose Ramirez. All right, so obviously let's get it out of the way and just talk about the whole Soto turning down the 15-year, $440 million deal, which just, why don't you just come right out and say, I don't want to be with the Nationals, because that's crazy if you're turning down that kind of chatter. You're a young kid, he's 23 years old. But as far as a hit, he's he's super, and he's going to go against Jose Ramirez, who I think is the heart and soul of the Guardians. And I, um, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take a dark horse in this, so I'm going to go Ramirez in this one. Wow. Yeah. So All I right. think Soto's got other things on his mind right now. Yeah, like a four hundred forty million dollar contract. Exactly. Down. What's he want? Five and a half. Well, now the question is, where does he end up getting traded? You know, somebody puts a package together. You know, he could end up in New York because that's always a possibility. That would be ridiculous. It's just not right. And I mean, what's he want? Five hundred. Let me tell you something. If the Yankees were to go trade for Juan Soto, now they got to pay him, and then you still got to pay Judge. So I mean, somebody's not going to be on that team. They could probably get rid of Stanton at some point. But uh, he's, he's, he's Soto's a great player, and whoever gets him is going to be very very lucky. But it All looks right. like he's going with the Natty. We got six versus three. Julio. Rodriguez versus Corey 
Seager. Okay, so Corey Seager got that huge deal after leaving the Dodgers. He's having a nice year for Texas. He was added to the All-Star game just last week with some injuries. Julio Rodriguez, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. He is the next superstar in Major League Baseball. He's led the uh, the Seattle Mariners to those 14 straight wins. He does it all. He's, I think he has 21 stolen bases, but as far as pound for pound with home runs, I'm going Rodriguez in this one. This kid's a, this kid's a lightning rod. He's You're going great. with J-Rod. Yeah, I love him. I love this kid. Solid. All right, seven versus two. Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Junior versus Pete Alonso. Well, Pete Alonso seems to rise for these things. I mean, I'm not a big Derby guy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in. He's uh he's the defending champion, and uh, he seems to he seems to live for this moment. So I'm gonna go Alonso. I think he's a, he's the he seems to shine in Derbies. Acuna Junior hasn't been right since he came back from that uh, ACL injury last year, Achilles. He's uh, still rounding into shape, but uh, could be interesting. I believe that the uh, events start 8 p.m. tonight. Yeah, and um, by the way, uh, Clayton Kershaw, my guy for the Dodgers, was just announced as the starting pitcher for the uh, National League. They haven't, to- I haven't really caught who the American League starter is yet. You know, a lot of these guys don't forget. They don't. They, if they pitch on Sunday for their teams, nails, they're not going to pitch in the All Star game. You know what I mean? So yes. if the so it's like guys like Garrett Cole who pitched yesterday against the Red Sox, he said, "I'm not even going to the game." He goes, "Just replace me on the roster," which is surprising because he's from California and the game's being played at Dodger Stadium. So it's kind of interesting there. All right, so the MLB draft took place. Um, the Orioles got the number one pick. They took Jackson Holiday, and um, he is the son of Matt Holiday. Yes. Okay. Texas Rangers shocked many. They picked up Kumar Rocker, and the Pirates took Tramar Johnson. That's all I got with that. No, and well, and so also nails you. you those are the f- top four picks, but mm-hmm. you didn't in the two slot. You didn't say because I'm gonna kick oh, in. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Went too. Go ahead. Ari- well, no, it's okay. Arizona went with Drew Jones, yes, who is the son of Andrew Jones, yes. and I guess they said this is the first time that I missed that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But they say that's the first time that one and two were both kids that their dads played MLB right. baseball before. So of course, Matt Holiday was great with the Cardinals for years, and of course, uh, Andrew Jones, a five-time All Star. His son, Andrew Jones, uh, Drew Jones. They call him Drew. He uh, he goes number two to Arizona. To Arizona. Um, I do want to kick in back on Kumar Raka because that was the that was the controversial one. I know the Red Sox had some interest in him at twenty four, but obviously he went third, so he went really quick. He's the guy last year that was drafted n- number ten by the Mets, and he had that little problem about signing because of an injury. They were, they got skeptical on him, so they let it go. Mm-hmm. He's been pitching an independent ball, okay? So obviously he reclassifies and gets eligible for the draft again. So the Mets get nothing out of that. Stand. They blew yeah they blew the number ten pick and got. Zilch. They got a donut for him, and now the Texas Rangers take a shot, and ironically, he came out of Vanderbilt, if you remember last year when I talked about the kid Jack Leiter, who was uh, who was drafted number two by Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah so now you got Leiter and Rocca. They played together at Vanderbilt, so they're going to be teammates again, because now they're going to be down in the minors pitching together. So Texas is building with arms, and they can, you know, with all that money they spent on Corey Seager and uh, Trevor Simeon, they're looking to get some pitching now for that team, and obviously we don't see these guys for three or four years. Um, and of course, Real quick, Michael, the the Red Sox, they had the 24th pick. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with shortstops. I mean, if this doesn't say the handwriting's on the wall for Bogey to walk out at the end of the year, um, it's it, you know they drafted Marcelo Mayo with the fourth pick last year, and they decided to go um, with the 24th pick, uh, California high school shortstop uh, Mickey Romero. He's 18 years old. And then with the 41st pick, they go at Cutter Coffee. He goes, he goes, he's another shortstop from California. So they love these shortstops from California to go along with Marcelo Mayer. And let me just tell everybody out there that's listening in our, in our, our fan base, and everybody's saying, well, why would they just keep drafting shortstops? 
Listen, these scouts see something in these kids. They draft him. He may be a shortstop now, but they yeah, may be looking at... Not yeah, be they may look at a kid if he's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I don't know the, the height. They end up moving you to third base. Yeah. Or they move you to the outfield, the center field. The pen, well, the, Devers didn't start third, did he? Where did, where did he... I think Raphael Devers actually could have been, when he was down in the low minors, could have been a shortstop a little bit. And then, you know, obviously, you know, a little bit of the pudginess for a while. Was he got moved to the hot corner. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's something like it might be a catcher or something. Yeah, well, a lot of guys like that, you know, you never know. The, uh, the Pirates drafted the kid Henry Davis two years ago, and now they say, like, eh, they don't know about his catching skills. They've already got him pegged for either, like, third base or first base. So, like, they, they're drafting the bat there, you know what I mean, and hoping that the catching skills come around. If not, there's always another position. So the Red Sox feel like they did well with their two picks at 24 and 41. Of course, there's more draft picks coming down the pike. It goes on yeah. for goes on for days now. So uh, that's it. You know, Jackson Holiday goes number one to the O's, and the O's are building something. Something here they're contending as you got it right right there uh they're, they're not going to be sellers they're going to feel like they're in this wild card thing and uh they're playing good baseball they're starting to develop some of those young players and if they keep drafting well like an adley rushman and all that they, they're going to be okay though are so you know they're competing in a tough division with uh with boston toronto and new york but it's going to be interesting so going into the break the bad news is the red sox are 16 and a half out the good news is tonight is probably one of the most watched things in baseball the home run derby the all-star game we could give or take it but it's on it's it's going to be played and people will watch it i heard someone yesterday I believe i was driving to work and i had the Sox broadcast on and it was sean mcdonough talking actually one of the best broadcasters there are him and joe castiglione were talking about how you know obviously the game's not enjoyable anymore okay it meant something back in the day i, I think the game is not i'm gonna interrupt yeah, you go ahead. i think the problem with the game is not it's it's not the game it's the people that are watching the game the world has changed the attention span is gone no one is going to sit down in front of a tv anymore and watch nine innings of baseball because they could just get the, the bits and pieces they go along the squads are updating this that and the other thing yeah. when the baseball starts to kick in is when the playoffs stop right then the world series and i'm going to be honest with you and this, a lot of people aren't going to like this, okay? If it's, if the Yankees and the Sox aren't in the playoffs, nobody's watching to the World Series. That's true. They like Unfortunately, the that's the way it is. No, I, I agree with you If you agree or that. disagree, I don't know. I'm still going to watch because I'm that diehard baseball yeah, fan, but I prefer guy. to see it's, at it's, least it's, the... The Red Sox or the Yankees, the Dodgers. You want the blue, you know, want the blue blood teams yeah. in there always to see those teams. Um, my point with the Sean McDonough thing, back to that, was the fact that he mentioned and it resonated with me the way I was growing up. And I used to he was talking about how like they all wear one uniform now for the All-Star yeah. game. He liked it better back in the day when, you like, you know, own. you saw your Red Sox guys come out and you saw that, you know, they get announced before the game and you'd see them in their actual uniforms. That, those were fun times. Yeah. You see Dave Parker in right field, the Cobra playing for the Pirates, you had Pop Stodgel, you had uh, just a lot of great players you had schmidt at third with his phillies uniform you want to see those uniforms now they just got that one uniform it's just not really no. I, I just don't look forward to it anymore that a wrap with mlb yeah i mean of course you know like i said you've got uh these teams some teams that need the break right now of course there's the red sox six out of seven before the break um the yankees and the dodgers are playing lights out baseball they got six all-stars on each team in this all-star game so um well represented like i said kershaw is going to be on the bump Judge is playing, Stanton's playing, Yankees look great, so they're going to be well represented and they deserve to be. All right, you're listening to Dream and Nails, the Sports Chumps, Season 2, Episode 3 on 88.1 FM, WELH, Providence. You can pick up all of our podcasts on our website. Just go to that Spotify logo, click the link, and all of our podcasts are up there. They are also on iHeartMedia, 
and they are on Apple iP- uh, Apple Podcasts also. You can just go to Google and search the Sports Trumps with the first people that pop up. Any questions, concerns, or comments, please email Mike or Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. The website is thesportschumps.com. Moving on, we're going to do a little um, NBA talk, quick NBA talk. Okay, I know you wanted to mention uh, something about the Utah Jazz. Am I correct? Yeah, no, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, Nails, and I'm, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I, I told you it was coming down the pike. After the whole Rudy Gobert to Minnesota trade, Danny Ainge is running the show over there now. He's making moves. He trades for all these draft picks, and now they're talking about another package where Donovan Mitchell wants out of there, and they're listening to offers for him. Now, Mitchell and Gobert didn't get along, from what I hear. You would think that maybe Mitchell would want to stay there now that Gobert is gone, but I think he sees a full rebuild here and maybe doesn't want to be a part of it. So I know that the, 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 the fit that everybody was talking about was maybe Mitchell going to the Knicks for a huge package, but they want R.J. Barrett back in the deal, kid out of Duke, third-year player, and the, and the Knicks do not want to pot, pot with Barrett. They're looking at more of a package of possibly, you know, Obi Topin. Well, all right, he won the dunk contest. Stop it now. All right, the, 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 the Knicks just don't have the package to go back. Maybe Julius Randle. So I guess the, the, they may be out on him. I was telling you the dark horse to me was the Boston Celtics, and I know it sounds crazy, but you figure, like, reminded me of the days where Kevin McHale was running Minnesota and Ainge was running the Celtics. Now you've got Stevens. You got the connection there, so maybe they'd work out something. And I know I was. I heard that Jason Tatum mentioned I'd like to see us trade for Mitchell. Now, of course, you, you know you want your best player to have a say. Happen. It's not going to happen. But you never know. This could be a package. These guys, are, they're not all like with the reality. No, well, but you know what? If they well, first of all, there wouldn't be enough balls to go around. But if they could do it, they could. They'd have to move Rob Williams, probably Smart, and a bunch of picks. You're which, big on this Rob Williams trade. Yeah, well, because he's 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 mentioned in every deal. So I'm saying whether it was Durant or Mitchell. I still think that he's they need him. I, they definitely need him. They definitely need him. I'm just telling you again. What did I tell you before with the phone call? You have to listen. Donovan Mitchell's a, he, they they nickname him the Spider Man or Spider. He can, he's 25 a game. He's a legit player. Yeah, he's young. I so I mean, you add him to that. I back, do watch it once. You, in a well, while. you add him to that backcourt. There's a lot of there's a lot of firepower on that roster. I'm just huh. saying it's probably not going to happen. But just expect to keep your eye on that. Mitchell's going to end up going somewhere, or he's going to be in Utah and he's going to be unhappy. So that's my uh, my take. And the only other thing was over the weekend, watched a little bit of the uh, NBA, um, watch a little bit of the NBA Summer League. Yeah. I know you said Portland won the whole thing. Yeah, hats I off guess. to the Portland yeah, Trailblazers. Definitely, definitely, it's a nice thing. But um, I, I want to give you a little local flavor, as we always usually do with. Uh, uh, with my my swill at the end of the show, but we're gonna do a little bit of local flavor here with David Duke, who is playing well for the Bo- Brooklyn Nets. Twenty four points against the Celtics the other night in their victory, and um, his former running mate and backcourt mate at Providence College, AJ Reeves, hit two three pointers for the Boston Celtics. He did not get much run in the Boston in the uh, in the uh, Vegas Summer League, but he did get a chance to play in this game and knock down a couple of threes. Don't expect to see Reeves make the roster. I think they're looking at overseas possibilities for him. So he hit two three pointers. That's it. That was it, really. All right. Well, why did you even mention Because I just like seeing nah, him. Like, he, he you don't kiss. AJ Reeves, two, three points. Yeah, Stop. he had a nice year for Cooley. I just nice to see him like kind of come in the game. and. Ch- You're riding Listen, the, the fries. I get it. Me too. But there's a AJ ro- Reeves, stopped. Anybody yeah, so be- he had two, three points the well, whole entire be- summer league. Yeah, that was, well, he didn't really oh. play. He wasn't even getting run. So I'm like, if he's not playing in the summer I have a better but- chance of hitting more three points than him. And I'm 400 pounds and I can still shoot. All right. Nail still thinks he's Curry near the hash mark, hoisting up threes. We're 37 minutes in here on the chumps. 
season two, AJ episode Reeves. season two, Stop episode it. three. You know what? No one surprised me. I thought maybe would find a, a summer league roster. I know I'm doing it with PC again. I thought maybe the kid Noah Hawkley would find a spot because he's six nine, six eight, long arms. He's athletic. They like those guys that can stretch the floor, shoot the three, put it to the floor a little bit. But I don't think he made a roster. He's going to be looking overseas. And of course, Justin Manaya was on the uh, Charlotte Hornets roster. So PC was well well represented. All right, I got to give my hats off to. Jimmy Harden, James Harden, whatever you want to call him. Wow. He stepped up. All right, we've been we've been talking about how bad James Harden's been playing. I know you think he's irrelevant. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the guy is going to have one heck of a year because he's determined to win a championship. And he did tell the Philadelphia 76ers, sign who we need to sign, give me what's left over. That's how bad he wants it. That shows me he has a little bit of hot left. It's still beating, okay? He just needs to play his game. Stop with the... It's the, a nice comment. It yeah, sends a nice he, message. I don't buy it until to, I, I still want to see how his contract plays out. He's not going to be on food stamps. None of these guys are on food stamps. I mean, you know, he opted he opted out of his $47 million next year. So, obviously, he feels like he can get something close to that. He's not going to take 20 So, like, let's not get foolish. He wants let's, the hardware. He I wants mean, the hardware. Okay. I got to give it to him. He, he stepped up and he said what he had to say. And he made it known to the public that, hey, I'm stepping up. I'll take what's left over. Getting better. It's like, it's getting like better your shape. grandmother makes the pasta yeah. on a Sunday and you're not there. Unfortunately, you get the leftovers on the Monday. And that's, that's just the way it goes. That's an aggressive take on grandma. That's <laughs> hardcore right there. Um, f- how about get in better shape? Get on the treadmill. Your hamstrings, he's always had those leg injuries. Get, out, get in better shape. Lose 15, 20 pounds. And that would show me that he really cares about. Get your body a little more chiseled. Because you know what? With him and Embiid, there is potential there for them to be a, 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 a you know an NBA contender. I agree. So, but I need to see it first, and I I don't trust Harden. He's not a guy I want to be down a foxhole with. Okay, I think he'd whack me with the bayonet. I'm just saying, how <laughs> we're going civil war here? That's aggressive right there. Oh, wow! All right, right you're locked Jimmy in. 88, you're locked into eighty-eight point one FM WELH, the sports chumps. Oh man, we going PGA? Or are we going to do Trump of the week? Um, I'm gonna get the golf right out of the right out of the way. Let's Not go. To say it like that, but of course, you know the British Open. They just call it the Open now. I guess it was a uh, historic finish yesterday. I got to see a little bit of it, but of course, um, Australian native um, Cameron Smith takes it home. He shot a minus twenty over the weekend, and uh, another Cameron finishes in the two hole, which was Cameron Young. He's uh, he was at minus nineteen, and Rory McIlroy put on a nice little push, but he kind of fizzled a little bit during the course of the um, during the a lot course of people of the had him winning. They did. McElroy was the guy. And uh, Smith, Cameron Smith, wins his first major. Uh, the Australian, he takes home a $2.5 million purse. And, of course, uh, Cameron Young takes home $1.5 million. And of course, Rory McIlroy is not starving. He gets nine hundred and thirty-three thousand. So it was a great, it was a, it was a great tournament over the weekend. There were some real runs in that one, and uh, I guess McIlroy had a problem with, like, I see he was par in every hole, but I think he only birdied two holes. There was uh, the kid Cameron Young had a nice uh, eagle to to put him into contention. So there were a lot of good things. It was a very exciting, very exciting weekend of golf. Solid, solid take on the PGA. Hats yeah. off to uh, your boy there, Nate. You could say his last name if you want. Nathan Travis? Yeah, Nate Trav in the he's house. filling in tonight. He's working. Oh, he's working uh, at, at the trap? He's at the trot. He's the at trot, the trot. Trot, trot. And then after that, it's 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 me the rest of the week. Oh, God. Here we go. I can't wait to see you Sunday. Well, that's why you're better off getting away, getting me out of the way right now so you don't have to see my misery all week because I'll yeah, start getting cranky by like Wednesday. Your a bunch. You'll be all wild maniac. All right. 41 minutes into... <laughs> 
episode three, season two, Dreaming Nails. I will be cranky as the week goes on, but we're still we're still building it here as we still have uh, a few topics left here. Here we go, chump of the week. Drive it. Oh man. So chump of the week is LeBron James. He went out on his podcast and said that the fans of Boston are racist. Now, um, maybe they just don't like LeBron. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you're racist. No, I don't know what's been said at the games. I don't go to the games. I'm not a racist person, so I don't say racist things. You're not a racist person. You don't say racist things. If I don't like you, you'll know I don't like you. I don't talk. Right. The whole point of this, what we're trying to say is LeBron James went out and said that the people of Boston, the people of Boston, the fans of the Boston Celtics are racist. Now, I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if anybody is aware of this, but a lot of those fans attend Boston Red Sox games, and they're putting money in his pocket because he is part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Don't you find that it's, kind of dandy to talk about? It's just odd. It's the whole dynamic of him to make this kind of a comment when he does have a share of the Boston Red Sox is a little perplexing to me. I don't even understand. I, I, I think Listen, a, if yeah. he wants to say that, the Boston, the Boston Celtics fans are racist. That's cool. Keep it to yourself. Talk about your piss. Yeah. Don't go out in the public. You own a franchise. Some of these players, and I don't know about LeBron. He's an older player, and he's. I think he does care about the history of the game. I think a lot of the the rumors about Boston, and some are true. Obviously, with you know, it, it's a Bill Russell thing. It goes back years, and I know you always say stop it with seventy years ago, but it does go back to like when Russell got tortured by people, even in as great as he was, winning eleven titles in thirteen years. But they 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 remember that kind of stuff, and that stuff sticks with you. I just want to clarify one thing for the listeners out there. We are not racist here at the Sports Trumps. And I'm not saying that people in Boston are not racist. I'm sure there are racist fans. Yeah. But I think that that stuff, it has to be addressed. I get it. That's what he's trying to do. It's the way he went about it. The swearing. Every other word was, it, every other word was a bomb. Every other word was a bomb. Yeah. It was so bleep, right. bleep, bleep. It's yeah. like, come on now. Like, you know, be like, professional. You know, and like you said, the whole thing with the Red Sox, it's just an odd thing, okay? I it's to, a very touchy subject. Yeah, it is. So. And, of course, we're not going to give it too much run, but it's 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 a topic. It's Because he's a polarizing figure. He still is the NBA, even at 38. Mm-hmm. But, Nails, I will say this. Um, he's also made another stupid comment, which just kind of accentuates this whole chump of the week thing. Just, just add it in there. I didn't like what he said about this has nothing to do with the racism thing. This was a basketball thing and a competitive thing. I told you this earlier off here. I said he talked about how he said um, there's times where um, I'm so obsessed with winning it's always I I I and he said um he said sometimes I wish I was a tennis player or a golfer so obviously the gist of that is what he's trying to say is I wish I played more of an individual sport where it's just me because now I'm sitting here and I have other people that like you know that affect my livelihood and what I'm trying to do which is win and I don't know if that's a dig towards Jeannie Buss the owner I think it could be towards Jeannie Buss a little bit I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this I'm gonna go out and say you know what he has players that he plays with and he just basically told them that hey, this this game's about me. It's not about you. Yeah, that's wrong. And he's also well. He's also saying you, you guys like. I mean, I think he's yeah, looking he's, at it saying Uni Brow, Russell Westbrook. You guys just. It's I'm not, not going to get another ring with you with this crew. Yeah. So I mean, it's just another about, thing. Okay, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, retire. Go play golf. Just retire and go play golf. See how good you are. 
I'm not saying he's probably better than me. They but. were talking about this too, about the whole ring thing. I think some of the guys, the experts were saying um, that, you know, they believe that in LA, it's such a high ceiling for, for rings because of magic, because of Kobe, that like what LeBron went in that one ring. And even though that ring, people forget it, it was in the bubble kind of, they didn't have fans. So it's almost like, eh, he won one, but you're measured on winning multiple titles if you're a Laker. So it's like, that's I think over. He's, I think he's grasping for one more and I don't think they have nah, the team. That's over. You can't compare yourself to magic and, and, and Kobe. They're one of a kind. That's true. He That's can't. true. He's so he shouldn't be doing. Well, that. I told you he moved to LA to, to help his brand yeah. and to be more I in the line. You know, listen, and, LeBron James is probably one of the greatest players of all time in the NBA. I want to put him in the top three. Okay, That's a strong statement. Yeah. All right. Stop. There's no other Michael Jordan. There's no other Larry Bird. There's yeah. going to be no other Magic Johnson. There's going to be no other Isaiah Thomas. There's going to be no other LeBron James. Yeah. Stop your whining. Stop all your crying. Pull your team together, become a team, and win the ring. Then you could say whatever you want. I'm not saying he can't say whatever he wants. He won the ring. He, he has rings. The point of him coming to L.A. was to, come on, yeah, step it up. The sick part is, is as as much of a poison as Kyrie is, I know I don't want to even get into it, but I can't help myself. They're saying that because... It, even though he's the guy you do not want to get into bed with, you don't want to be, you don't want to, that guy, you don't want to hit your start at that guy's wagon. But with Russell Westbrook losing like four steps and being at the end, if they could flip Kyrie for Westbrook and bring Kyrie to LA, he would, he, if he could stay the course and stay out of trouble and just play basketball and stop. That's not happening. No, it's not. But you know what? Talent wise, they're not going to get it done with Westbrook. If they were to make a trade and bring Kyrie and he's younger, he still can play. You put Kyrie with LeBron. I know they've had their differences, but maybe they could patch it up and have a good year. I don't know. For then, a ring. And then maybe Durant won't want to leave Brooklyn. I don't even know what to make of all this. It's just, nah. it's a crazy, Durant's a cry, it's baby. a crazy circle of just like so many different moving pots. And uh, I told you, I said, Brooklyn's not going to give KD away. They'd like to give Kyrie away. But uh, KD, nah, they, K, nah, KD, it's, it's a move where like, you know what? We're not going to give you away. We're going to wait for the right deal. Or, you know what? If we don't find the right deal, I play for Brooklyn or you don't play at play all. I with LeBron again. Yeah, I, I still could see it. Maybe I could see him. In, in, you think like their, their weird relationship was fake? No, I think they really had issues, but I think that some of them are sitting there saying, like, wait a minute. like, Well, how, you know, let me ask you a question. How come every superstar that comes along LeBron James's path of life, there's a problem? Every superstar. It's every superstar. He had problems ten in years Miami. Ago, I, ten he years, had problems yeah. in Cleveland. He has problems well, in, in L.A. If he goes to the Celtics, he'll have problems. Obviously, he has problems with Boston. He's I thought it was him until when then I started to see what Kyrie did, after, you know, in the whole Cleveland thing. And then when Kyrie came to Boston, we all know it was Kyrie. So now it's like the common denominator. It's Kyrie. And don't forget, LeBron's backed it up with multiple championships where he's been. And he's got, you know, I think, well, there's no doubt about it that LeBron James is, is, is one of the best players. Well, we still got to do one of those top. We got to do one of those top 10 someday because I'll tell you, you just put him like in the top Top three, and I just I know it's because you're you're well, feeling. Got, he's, see, he's in your face the last twenty years, and he begins his twenty. Here's the season. thing with the top ten. I don't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. We had this conversation. You got to knock somebody out of the top ten. Yeah. All right. And my whole thing was it's Wilt Chamberlain because he only has what one ring? Two? How many rings do he have? He might have two. He, he might had have one two. with the Lakers and then one with uh, Philly, like when he was young. All right. So you got to knock him out. It's it. Who else are you going to knock out? There's the more rings there. Yeah. You got to knock him out. Out of the top 10. You ain't I mean, going to knock Russell out. You're not knocking Jabbar You're not Jordan out. out. Jabbar's got to be in there. Bird's in there. Magic's in there. Isaiah's got to be in there. Yeah, you I keep, know you're yeah. not a big no, fan you, of yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, you keep putting Isaiah in the top 10. I, I don't, but it's well, okay. What is he in the top Why? Why is he not in the top 10? He's just not in my 10. I just, but why? There's too many great players. He's, he's in, maybe in the top 20. He's not in the top 10. Yeah. 
That's a fun. That, that's gonna you're be hating. a fun show. You hate now. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. You're just like, not a fan of them. I don't really like. I, well, I like those those bad boys teams. Were good. I I enjoyed watching them. They were. Who's your top? Who's your top? Who's number one? Jordan. Right. It's Jordan. That's we can always agree on that. We start there, and then there's yeah. nine other slots. I I don't off the top of my head. I think it's something I'd have to not research so much. But it's a lot of the eye yeah, tests. You don't have to research. You're just talking. No, about. I'm just you know I'd like to put some time into it before I just start spewing out names. You know, I'm at, I can't see how Magic's not in the top ten. You oh, got, he's absolutely you got in the, the top big 10. O. You got Oscar Robinson. We can, you know, I know you say when you go back too far. Yeah, we're talking about doctors and lawyers playing ball, lacing up the the, the pro cats. All right, Nails has no respect for the fifties when no, Kuzi I, I ran have the a point. Lot of respect for when the Kuzi ran the point in yeah, Boston. Stop it! I have a lot of respect for the players that came up that built the NBA for these no, players to make all this money. But I think that there comes a time where you have to separate them because I mean, you got Bob Kuzi running around with the ball. Everybody's chasing him. He's got the, the what were those things called? The, the fly PK flyers. And I think you, Stop I him. think you happen to see the footage where, like, I think the championship yeah. that he did win, and you Stop. see him just dribbling around. And he's Stop. like playing. He's Stop. dribbling, and they're trying to catch yeah. him. Well, you might as well put the you might as put the peach basket up. And the clock ran out, and Heinzen and the Kuzi yeah. and the whole nine. And hey, listen, those so teams, you got, you're going back. Stop. Let's never mind. It's just Kuzi, overrated. It's interesting. Overrated. <laughs> Kuzi. I dribbled the ball. All he did was dribble. All right, we got 10 minutes left here on the Chumps. Dreaming Nails, getting it done here. Cave slash studio. He was only good because he was dribbling the ball and no one could catch him. Who else? Do you mean to tell me that in his time there was no other good point guard that they didn't focus on? It was just always Kuzi, 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 and right out back. Kuzi, stop it. Red lit, lit up the cigar. Yeah, stop. I mean, Kuzi. They're overrated. This is overrated. He's like he's like your boy. Who's my boy? Con. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. Hey, we heard about Mickey Blue Eyes today. James Con was in Mickey Blue Eyes and the movie The Program. We were talking about movies last week. Nail said that Con was overrated. James Con way too much. Airtime. He said he did. He said he did two great movies. One of them he was in bed. He didn't have to move. No. The Godfather, Sonny Corleone. He bit it at the with the toll booth. He got rolled. It was all over. Santino Corleone not getting it done as a don. But um, Mickey Blue Eyes was another flick he was in. Please tell me you don't have Bob Cousy in the top ten. No, 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 I don't have Cousy. Please. No, no, not even in the top 20. God, no. Not even in the top 30. No, he's not even in the top 50. Probably not. No. Probably not. But I'm not going to just say because he played way back in the Stone Age that he doesn't, that he's not relevant. Who was his competition? Cincinnati Royals, I think. I don't know. There weren't as many teams then either. I want to say that. I know. No, but I'm saying there weren't as many teams. There wasn't as many players then. It's just, you know. That's like everybody says, oh, Marvin Bonds could have been the greatest player of all time. Yeah, if he didn't rob a store with a pink jacket on and a Cadillac, yeah, he could have been the best. Yeah, with a central jacket on and it said Marvin across it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get mean, off on come that. On. Then he hit Larry Covertis with the tire iron. What are we doing over here? Ladies here on the Nobody, One of the greatest of all time. Yep. Ernie. Jerry West, Ernie. Oh, you mean Ernie? No D? Yeah, there you go. Blowing out knees. One of the best ever to come out around. But they, they got him in the status where it's like, I get it. He was great. He was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah he used to go to Smith, the Smith Street Court, Evans Field, and he used to shovel the snow and dribble. Okay, stop. Well, that's aggressive play right there. Well, <laughs> I get it. He was great. As we're, as we're late innings here on the Chumps, you're seeing the uh, Home Run Derby participants. We already discussed it. It's up on the uh, Who are they going on the screen. I don't know if they I don't know if they really pick a guy, but I mean, obviously. Who you got winning? I don't know. I, I, I broke down the first round. I'm going to say that um, I'm going, I'm rooting for Schwab because I enjoy watching Schwab. So I'm going to go with Schwab's tonight. Yeah, let's get focused. 
Let's get focused. All right. This day in sports history. We've got seven minutes left. All right. I did it for you. No, I, try to, I, try to be, yeah, I try to be nice for you. Um, I remember this guy's name, Nails, but I don't think he was a household name or anybody great. But on this day in, um, in boxing history, on July 21st, 1989, your boy Iron Mike Tyson KOs Carl Williams mm. in uh, only a minute 33 for the uh, heavyweight boxing title. Now, I do remember the name, not going to lie, but if you, if, you, you know, if you put him up on a screen, I wouldn't know it's Kyle Williams. I don't no, think I don't he, had, too much about I don't think he had a lengthy Williams. career. That, that, that was probably a, that was Tyson's beginning of his run. No, see, I was, I was going to ask you, and I was going to go opposite on that. I was going to say by 89, because I remember have the, you know, the Sports Illustrated. I remember Iron Mike oh, being on the front when he was just coming up. It was like 84, 85, 86 in 1986. By 89, wasn't he sort of, sort of already going the other way? I thought he was already starting to lose it a little bit, no? Because he fought Buster Douglas in 90. So I think it was Tyson was already on the backswing to me. Oh, there he is, Carl Williams. Never saw the guy. Okay. I mean, was this even televised? I don't know, but I'm just like I said. As far I remember, as, we, we didn't really. As far as the slope of Tyson's career, I believe in 89. He fought Tommy Morrison. Yep. I believe I believe that Tyson at this point in '89. I'm not saying he was washed, but it's you know you're a year away from fighting Holmes, Buster Douglas. Holmes in '85. Yeah. Call the truth, Williams. Now I now it's. Oh yeah, the call the truth, Williams. Yeah. That's why it didn't say the truth. Mm. Now I remember him even. Yes, yes. Heavyweight boxing champion dies at 53. New York Times. Call oh, so he's no truth. longer with us. Call the truth, Williams. Okay. All right. So there you go. I don't know too much about it. No, but I know you know I you know you like to get a little boxing tidbit, so yeah. I figured I would just throw that in there for uh Yeah. That, for the, you know, you purposes. caught me off guard there. Yeah. But mm. now that you see the truth, now I remember Carl, him even truth, more. Williams, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just like the just speaking of the, the truth. The only call I know that was a good box was Carl Weathers. I don't know what to tell you. That's aggressive right there. Apollo. Little Apollo Creed, late, yeah. late, late innings here on the Chumps. Um, speaking of the truth, of course, there's many truths. As you just said, Kyle Williams, you've got Paul Pierce, the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's many guys that were called. Another Paul guy. What? Paul Pierce went off the deep end a little bit. Yeah, he's a little bit. Like, since that whole thing with ESPN and everything with the uh, when he got bounced from ESPN for the. What did he do? He did he something. Smoked that, yeah, it was something with strippers. I don't know. He did something with the booze and the... I don't know. It wasn't pretty sight. Um, speaking of the truth, another guy who was nicknamed the truth, and I've mentioned this prior podcast, but it ties into boxing, was a guy that played at St. John's in the mid-'80s when the Big East was at its peak, you know, with the uh, with the, the uh, St. John's and Georgetown teams with Ewing, is Walter Berry. He was nicknamed the yes. truth. And I mentioned Walter Berry because he was the guy who witnessed the fight on the street when when, you, when uh, your boy Tyson beat the heck out oh, of... Cadillac. Walter, when he beat Mitch Blood Green on the street. I think Barry was friends with Green. He was with that Mitch was all Green. a setup, though. If you look into that, that was a setup. Um, so it didn't. Have, it was rigged. You nah, think it was, it was like, just kind of a setup for publicity back then, because it wasn't like the Facebook and all that stuff. It was a setup. Like he lost his tooth, and he yeah, was going to yeah, sue, yeah. sue yeah, him, right. and then he was yeah. going to beat him up, and yeah. all that. And he, well, Walter Berry was with him. He's, yeah. He was there. Walter Berry was actually uh, college player of the year, I believe, in like 1985. He's one of the best players. Didn't have a great career in the NBA, but boy, was he tough down in the box. He had Mark Jackson dishing him the ball back in the day, and they, of course, he had Chris Mullen on the wing with the immortal Bill Weddington in the pivot. <laughs> He's not even in the top 100. <laughs> Stop it. Bill Weddington. And he was good for setting picks. And he sponged three rings on the Jordan. Yeah. So, I mean, you ride Jordan's coattails, you're going to get yeah. hardware. All right. We'll do a little local flavor. Uh, this past Sunday, Dean the Goose Salitro, he uh, stepped up to the mound. And I'm not trying to embarrass him because he's probably one of the best lefties that the state has ever seen. Uh, his first pitch was a plunk. 
Correct? Yes. You plunked somebody. First pitch I threw. And the guy. did you walk off like sale? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a little bold and tried to face more batters, and I decided didn't to, work? I proceeded to walk all of, like, North Providence. We were playing at Rick, so <laughs> I didn't make it through an inning. It wasn't pretty. Um, if I can take anything out of it that's positive, it was that maybe I was a little gun-shy and I was afraid to air it out, but I didn't have any, like any new pain. So I was able to pitch. I'm not going to say pain free, but I gave it a shot. I had to see what I had. Unfortunately, it did cost us a ball game because we were up seven to two. And I decided to just start walking guys or a couple of bleeder hits in there. So it wasn't like they were squaring balls. Did up. he charge at but, you? Um, no, I mean, the first pitch I threw, I don't think anybody thought I was throwing at anybody. And I think people could tell that I was, I, I was hurting. Matter of fact, my friend Cisco was at the game. He was watching for the not other team. Not Hill, Cisco. No, the kid Cisco, who was my catcher on that, on that legendary game out in, uh, against uh, Venezuela back in the tournament in oh, November. That game he came, was legendary? He came into, for me it was, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a goose, I threw a goose egg up. Oh, That's, all right, okay. It's a lot better than what I did yesterday when oh, I yeah, when somebody. I walked three, hit one. Was it, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. So I gave up, yeah, I gave up a four spot. And the game got tight, it was 7-6. We score a run to make it 8-6, and then we gave up two in the How eighth. How many batters do you think you've hit? You've hit. In my life? I could tell you probably less than 10 in my whole life. I've been playing for almost 40 years. Any intentional? Um, once, twice, twice I did, I did it Why? intentional. Um, let's see here. 58. We had a minute change left. I can't really get into it, but, um, you, there's a time and a place for everything. One guy was pimping home is at Cranston stadium. He hit a couple of balls off the house and he stood there and watched it. So the next time I plunked him, was but you, I'm were tasting, you head hunting? I hit, nope. I hit him in the calf. So I, I didn't hit oh, so. yet. Yep. And then there was one up at um, there was one up at McCarthy one night. The kid was like it's high school. Stuff. I think no, this was the amateur ball uh, a few years ago for the Rhode Island Dodgers. And the kid was cocky. He was getting uh, he was getting froggy with everybody. It was like I think he was on. He did just done a cycle. Froggy. So I just said, you know what, this guy needs to get hit. And the funny part was the umpire. The kid didn't like it. He almost like wanted a piece of me. He would he would have killed me. The kid was like he did nine cycles. So like what happened was the umpire, who I know the umpire, you know what he said to the kid. He goes, go to first base. He goes, Dean doesn't play that way. He doesn't. Do, that's not his thing. And he defended me, the guy, and I really, I really did hit him on purpose. But I was still, I, I, I got respect around the you league. Taking the winstrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, it looks like um, episode uh, episode three in season two is in the books. In the books. Next week, tune in. We got big, big, big news coming up. It's, it's something to look forward to. Let's uh, just say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a bold statement. Um. 99% of our listeners truly, truly, truly love us. There's that 1% that hate us. So next week, the statement is for the haters. I'm not going to mention names. We don't do that. We don't blast anybody. Um, we appreciate everybody who cares yeah. and everybody wants to see us flourish. And we're start, yes. we're beginning to flourish. Let's just say that. And I, I believe in this, this product here. So that is a wrap. My name is Mikey Nails. And I'm Dean the Dream. You have been listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, WELH Providence. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you next week.
decide. 